0: I like to move and movie, movi. I like to move and movie, movi. I like to move and move you like the movie, I like to move and move
1: I like to move movie, movi. I like to move and move you like the movie.
0: Day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith, and uh, we are kicking off December. We're starting uh, some Christmas movies. Starting yeah, some you movies can call it that. Crimbus, Crimbus, Crimbus. Uh, We're celebrating Crimbus in uh, in anticipation of uh, movie movie live, all Christmas movie edition.
2: December 18th. It's be
0: December eighteenth at uh, Philamoca, and uh, yeah, yes. come back. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So. Uh, yeah, we're excited to have you back, we're excited to do it again, and uh, some surprises in the new year. And speaking of Philomoka.
2: Yes. We have a special guest this evening. We do indeed. Uh, and uh, I don't, uh, are you, uh, I was thinking about this earlier, do I introduce you as a proprietor of Philomoka, or how? what is the best uh, appropriate title for you, sir?
3: Should I introduce myself first? Or? I Feel free, yeah, please. I, you just take it away, yeah. take it away. Okay, yeah, my name's uh, Rob. Um Skivarla. I do work at Filamoca. So that's how you pronounce that? That is, yes. It's a, it's a weird spelling. You think that Got it. Uh, it's yeah. phonetic, though. It's completely it is. phonetic. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah,
0: totally, it sounds the way it's spelled, literally. There
3: should be an A in there, but there isn't. That's the problem. It confuses people. <laughs> Fair so, enough. So, uh, yeah, no, I do. I help out at Filamoca, um, but I don't know. I am not the proprietor. <laughs> that would be um, Eric, who Airpresser. runs things. Yes. Yeah.
0: I would say you're a programmer.
3: Uh, yeah, actually, that is why I Which am here. Which is why today. you are here. I'm here to help promote a movie I'm screening this month um, a par- as a part of my Night Terrors screening series I do every month.
2: I love that uh, title for the series, by the way.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, I was trying to come up with something clever, and I thought that was clever. Is it Night clever?
0: Terrors. Yeah, I think it's great. Night Terrors is a terrifying concept.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're screening Silent Night, Deadly Night, which Beautiful. is the preeminent Killer Santa movie.
0: Oh, yeah, this is the one you think of immediately. This is the one when you think
2: Killer Santa that you go to. I was curious about this, actually, because I had never seen this before. uh, And I think, had everybody here seen this uh, before? Before we get into the movie, uh, plug the show. Plug the
0: show up front. That's where this all began. And then I want to bring Kevin.
3: Yeah, so this is our third um, edition. We started back in October with two really low-budget Ohio horror movies, Beyond Dream Store and The Dead Next Door. And last month we did uh, The Deadly... Deadly Spawn, that's what it was. Sorry, I won't mean, bring it there for a second.
4: Like I've never seen any of that. these movies. No, I don't think I've seen... I, like, I feel like the Deadly Spawn, it's one of those where I've seen stills from it, and it just looks amazing, but I've never actually seen the movie.
3: It's a fantastic movie. It's another one of those really early 80s, low-budget like gore films that's just yeah. completely insane.
0: Beautiful, completely insane is 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 what
4: I want out of a horror it's movie. It's got like little like prosthetic monsters and stuff. Like oh, I, I, I love that crap. I
0: love a good little little guys like, movie, like, like, like little s- It's kind movie. of like
4: Slither, isn't it?
3: Practical effects everywhere. It's like the thing made for a million dollars instead of whatever yeah. budget Ooh, I like that.
0: Well, let's uh, this this velvety voice yes. uh, to my left, <laughs> to my audible left over here, returning guest. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Kev?
4: Uh, Kevin Kaler. Thanks. I mean usually the host introduces I mean on podcasts I listen to by professional people but it's cool. All
0: right, well this guy Kev uh, he's yeah. been he's been here before. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's just uh he's the guy that that spends as much time watching movies as, as the rest of us. So <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, he knows everything about everything, and so he's here to talk about this movie. No more than these fuckers. But that's
2: been <laughs> okay, this is my curiosity about this. you guys had all seen this movie before. So
4: okay. Yeah, I'd seen this movie years ago. i I've seen it like once when I was like maybe like sixteen, going through that like video store phase. Where you sure, get like you just rent everything. Bucks. And I've yeah. seen
2: it like
3: twenty times because I'm a nerd.
2: So yeah, yeah. This uh, is my
3: second time seeing it
0: after like a, at least eight year break. Okay. I mean, this was my DVD, but it was one of those where I bought it to see it because I couldn't foresee that Netflix would would win. (laughs) and uh, So so I
2: own it. (laughs) So I have it,
0: but I watched it that one time and now, you know.
2: Uh, Now you have it. It cost cost me
0: more than a month of Netflix. Now you win because there's fucking nothing on Netflix. Yeah, but I mean... There's enough for me to be
4: pretty oh, generally yeah. pleased. Yeah. put plenty uh, for
2: me. Uh, but the uh, so my curiosity is uh, wh- I had never seen a Killer Santa movie before. Uh, and when everybody It is s-
0: a subgenre of horror in of itself, I know Killer Santa. But, I mean, you, what it's a subversion. I like I can't think. Oh, uh, I mean, there's uh, rare exports.
3: There's Christmas Evil, which actually came oh, before I this. I haven't seen Christmas Evil, and my favorite is Santa Slay. It stars <laughs> like Bill Goldberg, Jewish professional wrestler. Oh, right, right, right! As Santa Claus, oh, wow. Wow. which that is an insane everything. concept. Yeah. It's got um, Chris Kattan from SNL, <laughs> uh, and he gets off pretty early in the movie. It's fantastic. Of course, he
0: does. Sold. He pl- he actually plays. Uh, oh, now fuck! I can't think of the name of the stripper that he played on SNL. What was that character? Mango. Mango. Yeah, yeah, He plays Mango. So <laughs> just, I, 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 want,
4: I want him to be Mango and get killed exactly like Linnea Quigley <laughs> was in this movie. Oh yes, <laughs> that like, babe. Shot for shot.
0: That
2: is a babe. That was a cool kill. But so this is my curiosity: when you guys <laughs> were talking about the concept of a Killer Santa movie, and for some reason in my head I imagined a like a demonic, like a movie where Santa was like some sort of supernatural being that was murdering murder exports. people. Okay, yeah. uh, I, I don't know why that was what I imagined it would be. When it, when it turned out, it was just sort of like Halloween, but Some on Christmas. Guy. You know what I mean? Like That's essentially yeah. what this
0: is. is well, it's he wears like, a Santa suit. Right, yeah, yeah. And he kills because of Santa. Right, exactly. And it's cyclical, and it's social commentary, and that's our show. Wait, what is the commentary here? Violence breeds violence. Mm. And Santa violence. can't be trusted. It's an issue that, that sits with us today. I mean, think about it. You know, we've, we've seen hashtag Santa can't be trusted. It's huge. It's, it's a movement
2: unto itself.
3: See, I thought it was the commercialism because of all the product placement in this movie. That there was, was an insane amount of product placement they in this movie. They had
2: Star Wars action figures in this movie. I swear to God, I oh. they think had they had to pay for that. a board
0: game. There was a crawl board game. No, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's, it, the, and I bet It's boring. I bet it's long and boring, but it's, like, memorable.
2: This would have been, like, pre-Hasbro, too, right? I mean, Hasbro probably existed, but this would have been before Hasbro took over and was just the only toy company. Well, a
0: large segment of this movie takes place in uh, Ira's Toys. Mm -hmm. Ira's Toys. montage. Which, you know, because Toys is where people go to, uh, apparently, according to this movie, recover from uh, seeing their parents raped and murdered. Uh, That is essentially the story. They go to get healed by Toys. Yeah. But uh, there, there really is an insane amount of uh, I, I say product placement just because this, you know, this was the the early times where product placement was uh, not a not a a cliche unto itself. You know, they probably got money from Star Wars. I believe it
2: went. Maybe out. I, it was. I couldn't believe like how much stuff just like they kept, and there were like shots of specific toys where it looked like that was what they were shooting mm. more than the movie that we were watching. I just feel like a part of my love for
0: this movie comes from the fondness I have for all those toys.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. So there like, was oh,
0: like, shit. That was a I had that toy. Some
2: old school G.I. Joe stuff that I hadn't seen since. Uh, I realized actually all of the Batman in this was uh, was um, uh, the fox's name. West uh, Batman. Adam West Batman. Oh, yeah. So, uh, because Michael Keaton Batman didn't exist yet. So what? Movie, what year did this come out? Eighty uh, four. Yeah, eighty four.
0: That's the year. I, that's the thirtieth year, I came year out. anniversary. That's the year I was. You came out. I, I came out. You came out. You came right out. <laughs> I came. I popped into the world. Yeah. <laughs> that was my release date. That's what the I'm going to call it. You have so much in <laughs> common with this, date. then. Yeah, this I feel it. It's it was my life in film. You know, I almost didn't even want to watch it because I was like, I've lived this, <laughs> and here I am a better person. <laughs> yeah, dude, because you did they, say that you you looked like little opening. Billy. You said I did look like little Billy because he he was dressed. Like a, a small, uh, he Piece was like a K, KD Lang kind of look, but <laughs> with, uh, with the, he has the lesbian look of a nine-year-old in a <laughs> flannel shirt tucked into his mini-mom jeans. Yeah, he, was, yeah. I, 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 he, he never was filmed below the ankle, but I feel like they were probably you know elastic, even though they were jeans. I just feel like it was one of those. I don't know. <laughs> I, but I, we, we couldn't see it, so I don't know. I don't want to be presumptuous <laughs> about his jean design.
2: I, this movie was fascinating to me. Like, I actually really enjoyed this. I could, it was a cool movie. I, I right? couldn't believe that it was a, a movie. First of all, like, I, I, I sincerely <laughs> expected this to be like so, like a, a so much of a mess that I was just kind of annoyed the whole time. And it was not at all. It like it straight up uh, looks and feels and sounds like a movie.
0: It does play like a like. Th- there are things about it that are exploitative in the classic slasher sense. Oh, yeah. Where it's like we got to get some breasts in there. Mm-hmm. We got to get some gore in there. We mm-hmm. got to do this. You know. There was a lot of that, but like they didn't sacrifice the fact that it actually did try to be a movie. It, it had a... Uh the script you know it's
2: cheesy but it's not lazy it, yeah, there's yeah, no there's, laziness to there's it there's a story here that's Yeah it was know, cool being told. and
3: it's competently made that's the thing that's
2: what I'm and that's yeah. really what I'm talking about is just the way that even the just the filmmaking itself is uh, mm. is fairly competent uh you I know there's like, thought like it, the
4: the storyline was like way better than your average like halloween and stuff where it took a while to like establish this character that becomes the killer mm-hmm. you know that whole like the first half of the movie is just his Background. If like you don't it's know almost going like in. laziness. Yeah.
0: But it ends up enriching the movie that much more. It's I weird. feel like if you if you go into the movie not knowing that it's about the birth of the killer for the first half you think that Santa's going to come back for him uh, that i, I you know, like, actually did not uh,
2: realize yeah. we were watching the birth of the killer until, until probably 20 30 minutes into it yeah mm. so
3: yeah it is like a little bit like a superhero movie it's his origin story it's the yes. origin oh, yeah. story of the slasher
2: yeah it's actually a prequel to bad santa are there other slash Are are there, well I, get, I i'm sure there are are there any famous slashers like that i don't think so right that have origin wow. stories i feel like almost all famous slashers have no origin story
0: well, they that's just how exist Rob zombie blue halloween <laughs> Was he gave Michael Myers
2: an origin right, story? Yeah. yeah,
3: no one wants to know where the killer came from. Just the killer kills, and that's the slasher film. Yeah,
4: mm. by origin story, you just mean like a uh, like a flashback movie. Uh, I get, like, yeah. like like this, like uh, like they they show the story instead of just like Jason, where you just kind of know what happened.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I, Michael I
4: Myers like you know, Freddie, you all just kind of like you know. Like I know we you, have backstory for them, movie. but
2: I like yeah, I can't think of one. There's where not a Jason. Like, trying to dance. think of something
3: like maybe the I think the Prowler, but that is told mostly secondhand. It's um another early '80s film. Okay, um, I, just, I just
4: watched that like like after the 24 Hour Fest the other day because I was really into that. That was one I, I randomly had that was great. Yeah. That and was awesome.
3: Like, the origin element, I mean, it's a guy goes off to war, his girlfriend hooks up with somebody else, and he goes, comes back and kills everybody. Okay. So, I mean, I think there's an element in there. I don't remember the movie completely.
4: <laughs> wait, oh, wait. Uh, like, an origin element?
3: I feel like there's... Well, I, that not, was the not
4: origin, really. sort of. Nah. No. I'm, I'm trying like, to piece together like, the movie in my head, and I like, can't even remember the was, title.
0: No, go for it. There
4: was... Uh, I'll finish this up and then I'll... Dude, fucking psychic pull it out of your brain I got it probably do you remember the title oh yeah uh, <laughs> just the prowler is kind of like that what, what's the title
0: do, 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 ah, oh fuck now I'm gonna blow it uh, Behind the Mask yeah, oh, The Lesley Rise Ver- of Leslie Vernon yeah, I forget Leslie what happened Vernon. in that movie but I remember there being some sort of a thing where you were like oh it's not about that and it was that same kind of a thing. but he um, was
3: already sort of the killer at that point, and they were just following him around.
0: Didn't they do some twist with the with the the girl that was filming him though?
3: Yeah, no, she was it was they were supposed to be following him, and he was um following his last girl. But it turned out the director in the in the movie, within the movie, was his last girl. That's what so it was. it was like a twist.
0: That's what it was. Okay. That was a good movie. That was a really cool movie. That's oh, like fantastic. one of those where you put with like Cabin in the Woods and stuff.
2: I've never even heard of and, that.
4: And
0: like Scream. Is yeah, like it was weird. Criminally
4: underseen. Like, like the Cherry Hill Theater by us for like a week.
2: But is this a fairly recent movie? Older movie? What's it like made? Okay. 2006. Okay.
3: 2006, 2006 something like that. 2006, right. probably yeah. 2005 or
0: six. Sound,
2: sounds interesting.
0: It's a cool sub. I wouldn't say subversion. It's a cool uh, investigation of horror movies. Yeah, and you know it brings in a little bit of of the found footageiness. But like, yeah, it's got a lot going on. It comments on slashers and Robert Englund's in it, so it's badass.
3: Oh, that's right, he is. Forgot yeah. that, Kev. I
2: hate having to do this, but use your microphone when you uh, oh, use we'll your do. voice. There you go. Uh, the uh, the I the I could. This movie really did remind me of Halloween. Actually, like the mm. uh, aside oh, yeah. from the fact that it is an origin story for the killer, which Halloween, you know, especially the first Halloween, like very much avoids. Uh, I guess not though. It does open with that scene of him murdering his sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, we had a female so, Donald Pleasant, so yeah. I mean, there was that It, it really nun. did remind me. It was almost like Halloween just like but it's on Christmas. You know what I mean? It was it was very similar to me. It actually, it reminded me of Halloween
0: straight from the opening. Even in the opening credits, it starts, now it's much uh, it's it's much quicker, but it starts just on the wreath, and it's slowly zooming in on just a, a practical wreath on the black screen with the Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's what Halloween did with yeah. the Jack-O-Lantern. That's right. true, and yeah. And it, it immediately cued uh, that to me, where I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Halloween. But the fact that it's just kind of faster, and then the title card comes up quick, shows that there's a little less art- artistry on display. Yeah, like, yeah. this isn't Halloween. I think this it also has a blood spurt, doesn't it? it's like it, silent night it, it and then it's like blood splurt and yeah deadly night
3: i mean i'm sure that's a conscious thing that they did i mean early 80s slasher films everything was trying to be halloween at that point yeah, absolutely For sure. it's all post-halloween yeah. yeah absolutely
0: what what slasher came before halloween we've talked about this before now i can't think about it oh i know
3: christmas themed actually black black, christmas. Christmas, right? black, christmas. Yeah, black yeah, yeah. christmas which
2: is great i really like that movie right. uh the uh i get um uh, I mean, technically Psycho, right? Psycho...
3: Peeping Tom was technically, I think, oh, the Peeping first Tom one. Oh, Peeping Tom is cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, I actually don't know what British Peeping Tom film yeah.
0: is. Oh, okay. Oh, right on.
3: Uh, it's about, I think, a photographer, or filmmaker. I haven't seen it in years, but he just follows women around. Mm. Highly controversial in its time because of that. and uh, I think it was banned for a number of years in its home country of Britain. That's so, wild. Mm. It's, it's yeah.
4: sweet. Though. Like, it's like Criterion Collection, the guy oh, one of those. Yeah. a couple other... It's like two guys forget their names.
3: same here. Yeah, can't think of it off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to look it up. That sounds done, cool.
4: They did like uh, the Red Shoes that ballet movie. Oh yeah, I'm familiar so with that. I've not that. seen it, but they've done like other stuff where you're like, "Oh, that's like a, uh, you know, stuff you've heard of."
3: But right. even around the time of Psycho, Homicidal William Castle. Fantastic. Oh, okay, yeah. that I am familiar and, with. And it's much like a psycho. all it was, that Italian yeah. crap. There's lots of it. Giallo stuff, yeah. Yeah.
0: What was the first, would you say, like who done it slasher? Where where they where there's an identity to be revealed. because
2: Scream has that element Scream to it, does right?
0: that, but I mean, th- there are earlier ones that do that. I mean, I, uh, My Bloody Valentine does that. Right. I and, think
3: it um, was uh, one of the 70s ones, like the Mario Bava films, maybe Bay of Blood or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think can't I've, remember off the top like I
4: saw that. But I remember it thing. And I remember it that reading. It's it has been on my Netflix like,
0: queue for ages. Yeah. Haven't watched it.
3: All of his stuff's fantastic. Black Sabbath, his best film. That
0: one I watched yeah. on your recommendation. That was a lot of fun.
3: Boris Karloff's disembodied head. Yeah. All kinds of craziness. And he kinda tries to, to be funny it.
0: and it's just dated. But it the, although the one with the with the uh the mother, the that that was ge- genuinely alarming when One Wampurgus yeah.
3: night or which one was the, the, the first one? It was the oh, very first okay. one.
0: Uh now I'm trying to remember the specifics of it. But uh you know, she was taking care of the uh, the elderly lady, I right, w- think. I fly. believe it was her mother. Yes. That that is a uh, that is some uh it's simple, but the imagery in it is
2: striking.
3: Baba was a fantastic director again, criminally underseen. Hmm.
2: I I got to see this stuff. I, I have like so little experience with horror in general. I have no I think, experience. I think I think among with, like, like
4: horror nerds, like Baba's pretty known. Yeah. Maybe not by the kids these days, but yeah, Baba is yeah. like you
2: know.
3: I, I speak in a general sense because like Garrett here hasn't yeah. seen him.
2: That I that's the thing I, I haven't. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I have like no. Ex- I have very little experience with horror and specifically sort of the actual like jo- like the real genre. I know stuff. the moment you know, that like you the, turned on yeah. horror. Yeah,
0: I know it. It was The Conjuring.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, I the like I have always really loved The Shining, uh, mm. but uh, and I uh, I think actually the That's thing like that an turned me was the it's descent. Even a horror. The descent was the thing that like I saw in a yeah. theater and I was like, oh fuck, this is why horror movies are like fun. I think the descent might be the best horror experience I've ever had in a theater. Yeah, it was it was actually the
0: Philadelphia you you Film got got Festival. A, you we got had a, like
2: ten people, so it was very like
0: ah the whole time. Yeah,
2: primo stuff. It, I, yeah, that movie. Like, I, I think I didn't understand like why horror was fun before I saw the descent because Here's, I saw right. that in a packed theater. And it was so tense. And you know, you had that experience of like everybody screaming at the same time. And, like, oh, you know. that was great. And I had never really done much horror other than The Shining before that. So. It's been mm-hmm. my
3: entire life. My mom actually introduced me to it. Like, oh, really? The first nice. movie, yeah. One of the first movies I saw was Halloween. Like, Interesting, as a child. Yeah. Same so, here. It
0: was uh, my dad's recommendation. Yeah. 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 And
3: I remember growing up, we uh, had an old drive-in theater near us. It was maybe a mile or two away. And mid to late 90s. So it was like one of the last ones in Pennsylvania. Where did you grow up? Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. Just outside of it, uh sinking spring. So wait, is that one still around? No, it got plowed over for a blockbuster, which <laughs> thankfully no. went out of business. I lost so many years of my life working there, and I'm <laughs> so glad Blockbuster is dead.
4: <laughs> That's funny though. I, I see them getting paved back over for that drive. I can see them getting paved back over for that drive in these days. If
3: only, if only <laughs> But um, my mom took me to see Demon Knight there. Uh, the Crypt.
0: Oh, right
4: on.
3: Man. It played like second or third from the top. I forget what else played. I, I remember that movie theater from Cliffhanger and so many other movies. Oh, like wow. That. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, that's was amazing. Insane. I got introduced to so much crap there. It was I must, yeah.
0: must rewatch Cliffhanger sometime soon. I've seen that once. Rennie Harlan? Is that Rennie Harlan yeah. and Stallone. Gow, right? oh. And uh, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, amazing. Henry.
3: <laughs> He's actually uh, the director of that. Speaking of horror films, uh, John McNaughton did another fantastic one with Ray Don Chong. Did I say that right? I don't remember. Yeah. But mm. The Borrower, it's got, um, it's an alien invasion movie where it's like yes. a ripoff of The Terminator.
0: Yes. Oh, that's everything I love. Ray Don Chong. <laughs> well. Who is this Who is spy again?
3: Uh, John McNaughton, the director of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer.
0: Right. Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He had a weird career because that was like his peak, and then just well, nosedive. What else, What
4: else did he do? I forget because like I know, I know he did bar
3: work because I just saw it recently. But he did
4: something like big. He had like one or two. I'm, like gonna, I'm gonna look big, him up right now. Shots. We're just like generally like horror geeking out at this point. Oh, I like perfect. this actually because it's like right? we'll I'm super out the... of
2: my element in the horror conversation, oh. but I like that because I it is like something that I have started to gravitate towards more uh, in recent years. Like here's that. all right. Here's my breakdown of horror.
4: Two things First of all You get into it When you're a kid When you don't have The attention span For like drama And stuff yet And it hear. actually it, it It's like You know It gets you into movies mm-hmm. By having an emotional reaction mm-hmm. Absolutely Yep Secondly It's also like It was big in the 80s Before we had CGI So mm-hmm. we couldn't like Realize freaking superheroes And right. shit yet So we could do like Monsters yeah. Big crazy shit That was the big Crazy stuff you could have For like You know 12 to 21 year olds Or right. whatever Yeah and these days it's it's hard to just look at that now and, and really get that but like once you get like I was watching the old Friday the 13th the other day and it looks so dated but it's more fun than ever oh like, yeah they like,
2: work so much better I have no problem going back to any of this stuff like I have been going back to it like the thing has is uh in my top five like favorite movies ever made uh, and you know I saw that I don't, probably like eight nine years ago now like you know a while ago now and that really was something that started to get me more interested in just genre filmmaking in general mm. the practical effects in that and the way it tells its story. Uh, is something that I hadn't really seen before, and I know is actually based much more in like a ton of stuff that came before it, and so I've gotten much more interested in like trying to find more of that, like almost like shittier, but just only shittier because it's just like it's older and it's, it's before. P- yeah, exactly. It's right. yeah. What uh, I was I'm a curious kid, about that stuff. It
0: it it was like I didn't even have to a movie didn't even have to be scary to scare me. It just had to have it just had to. I'd had no; it was supposed to be a scary movie. And it would scare me just because of that whole thing. And I think that it's the imagination. Mm -hmm. You know, the horror by nature, just you have to be imaginative to Mm -hmm. make it even work. And you can do a bland movie that's good, but never in horror. And so I think it always resonates with youth, and then it just kind of fucks you up so you like it when you're older, you know? (laughs) And
3: that's sort of how I ended up in it, because like I said, my mom introduced me to it. But after a while, I realized there is... You mentioned the practical effects, especially in the 80s and early 90s. -hmm. There was a real creativity to it Mm -hmm. because with the low budget end of these films, like the Deadly Spawn I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. they had maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars. In the case of someone like Troma, they had maybe tens of thousands of dollars. So they had to find creative ways to make an interesting movie. Mm -hmm. And it just, it kept bringing me back because those practical effects, it's, you want to see what they do next. Yeah. And then after a while, yeah, you're right. It did fuck me up. So I'm mm. at a point now where I'm just looking for like the weirdest stuff. You ever. crave it, yeah, 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 that's yeah. definitely, yeah.
4: And right, like Zoom, uh, that's
3: the perfect place to go for that in the, in Philadelphia because oh, they find man. that stuff I've all over. The, Oh man, I've
0: seen so much stuff over the the history of that. Organization. John McNaughton. I'm I'm looking up his filmography here, and there's nothing here that's really notable except for one: the uh, the Bill Murray, Kevin Bacon. Matt Dillon classic Wild Things. You guys remember that with Denise Richards? Oh my Richards, God, Neff, God that, it. No, that's <laughs> that is huge! What are you talking about? <laughs> that's yeah. the most important movie. Let's do it a bit. Do a bit. I um, came of age because <laughs> of Denise like Richards in that movie. 15 to 20 yeah. of my life, I became an I've adult during Wild <laughs> Things, <laughs> and it was like, the moment where uh, Kevin Bacon pulled out his dick. No, it was the <laughs> like
4: that was a that that's a good movie though. That, that was like the way movie. I was like the Lion King was to me between the ages of eight and ten. Wild Things was. Oh, yeah. Every day. I'm just
2: imagining her coming out of the pool with
3: What I love about that movie was I feel like it was trying to bring back porn chic in a way. Like with the 70s, you had like mm-hmm. behind no, the that, green door like and stuff. Like that's the whole
4: point. It's supposed to be like just uh yeah cinemax yeah it's like so crap. trashy
3: and it's fantastic but that was like a whole 90s thing where like so many movies like natural born killers like they were trying to be trashy oh yeah
0: well let's let's jump to let's jump to the the movie we're talking about silent night no it's literally everything else well no i just i want to jump back to it because there is a subgenre, not just of killer santas but of Christmas horror movies mm-hmm. So I want to ask To everybody What is it about Christmas That makes it Ripe for horror I If why is that scary and/or effective? One or the other or both?
2: You know? Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I feel like part of it is just the consumerism of Christmas, right? Like you can Absolutely. sell a f- anything. Anything labeled Christmas is sellable, mm-hmm. right? Like you can sell a ticket to anything yeah. that that is related to Christmas. So mm-hmm. like in uh, there's like the the so there's it's like twofold. You have the idea that like if you make a Christmas horror movie like. People are going to see that. It's Christmas. But you also have the... It it gets to be its own running commentary on consumerism itself. You know what I mean? Like, it gets to... It has to... And I feel like horror in general always has some sort of commentary. It almost doesn't work if it's not on some small level biting at something that our society is... is, um, that, that the filmmaker sees is like, something wrong with our society, right? Like, mm. it has to chomp at that a little bit.
3: Well, and related to this movie, there's actually... It was remade a few years ago as just Silent Night. It's got Malcolm McDowell. Really? And Donald Logue is in the movie, and he has a fantastic monologue about consumerism. Oh, uh-huh. well, that's wild. Oh my of course guys. he does. He's Donald Sold. Logue. Yeah. Sold. So one of the reasons why I think Christmas works is because that movie references it, but Christmas is such a depressing holiday. It has the highest suicide rate of the year. Oh, yeah, that's true. So many people just get miserable because you're not with your family, you're not Mm -hmm. with your loved ones, or you see everyone else is so happy, and you're not. So Christmas is just like this awful time of year, and I'm (laughs) completely in agreement with
4: that. I totally get that, that. yeah. I don't get toys anymore. Fuck this day. You're
3: conditioned (laughs) to want things, and you don't Mm -hmm. get things, and you want to hurt people. Well, then what about
0: this? What is there to be said about maybe I'm a filmmaker, and I go, I want to make a horror movie. All right. Well, let's just let's just throw some Christmas shit in it, and we'll yeah. sell it around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that also a thing? I think that. I think so. Possible. Okay, Mister Black. What I-
4: here's $10 million dollars. Yeah, This right? is a good
0: script. Yeah, exa- no, I'm just exactly. I love, I love them. Well, that's one thing that I, I've always found interesting is I prefer to watch Christmas movies as far away from Christmas as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During Christmas, because like, I love Christmas, but when I, it's Christmas movies, I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's got to be sprinkles on everything. I, I, this is too much. Mm-hmm. But like, that's why things like when you put Christmas in a lethal weapon and release it in July, <laughs> it like totally makes you feel warm as you're watching mass murder happen. <laughs> you know, Actually, the best it's, like, Christmas this, movie that...
3: ever made, First Blood. First, is that really in that Christmas? It happens during Christmas. Wow! If that's you funny. if you watch it, there's like Christmas lights and trees in the background. They never mention it, but it happens during Christmas. But it's Christmas. Yeah. So wow. Stallone kills a ton of people in the woods <laughs> on Christmas. Nice. That's great. that probably is like the best. That's
4: how he celebrates Christmas. Christmas movie other than Die Hard like, yeah. Santa like, with know, Muscles like... is up there too yeah, yes so Santa with the Muscles is that a real title A little, real movie? I don't like that movie Hulk because it
3: yes. presupposes
0: that Santa does not have muscles and I'm gonna counter know. that by saying he, that she, you cannot corral a, a, a team of flying reindeer if you don't have some muscles he has let a, alone he Mrs. Has Mrs. Claus a, the saucy saucy ho that he she has a bag <laughs> with a toy for the saucy every ho, kid ho, ho. in the world yeah, he has to carry all that. the toys for every kid that's not a Jew. He's he's fucking he's he's a piece of shit. <laughs>
4: well, I, I think
2: S- Silent Night, Deadly Night proves that Santa has muscles, right? Like all yeah. <laughs> Santa has to have muscles. He does have superhuman strength in this. It he really reminded it of me of times. Halloween. He's a oh, straight up Michael Myers like monster. He punches an adult little... out at the
3: age of like ten. Yeah. I absolutely. Love that. Oh, that was
2: one of my favorite things in this movie. It is full of great, just like big, funny, like. But like good horror moments. This- well, it's it definitely is. Uh, there's no movie that comes after
0: Halloween that isn't you know referential to of it in not, some yeah. way. Yeah. And so when he lifts him up with yes. the, when he wraps uh, in the right. movie the the killer Santa wraps some Christmas lights around somebody's neck around Which is perfect around uh, if Joe Pesci was an ABC <laughs> family movie Joe Pesci he wraps it around his neck and lifts him up. If someone was playing Joe Pesci at Comic Con, he would be this guy. <laughs> Joe Pesci was and a little more and he lifts him handsy. up off, and you know his yeah. feet kick. And I think that that's something that that Michael Myers did first and best, mm-hmm. you know, or at least best if not first. For sure. That I mean, that's you yeah. know that that had to you know the, I, I wouldn't say homage so much as just it, it was influenced by. It. You can't help that mm-hmm. hanging someone by their neck while their legs kick is is just a
2: fixture now. I did like that this movie was sort of trying to rationalize certain horror movie things in its plotline. Oh like, yeah. the, like the fact the that titties. he was well, <laughs> the fact that he was superhuman strong. They for no reason at all had this huge actor play him. Right, mm-hmm. like he's kind of supposed to be a teenager, but he looks like this thirty-year-old bodybuilder. Uh, and then well, again, yeah, the titties kid, thing at that too. One
0: thing he was like maybe like eight years old, we'll say, <laughs> and then they fast-forwarded exactly ten years, so he's supposed to be like eighteen. Supposed to be like eighteen, and he's, and he's just, at least. 42. And you just he looks but I feel like-,
3: like most of the adults in this movie, uh, like most of the teenagers are adults. Yes. Like they all yeah, look like yeah. they're like 36 to mm-hmm. 42 or something. And that wasn't something like necessarily this movie I mean that was just the 80s hey, well
2: that, I mean that's I think that's still happening you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it, you always see that but he well, that it just, it's just so great funny that he's like movie they did yes. that yeah they uh,
0: like straight up call it out right up front
2: yeah. uh, that's uh, 21 Jump Street too They constantly yeah, reference yeah, yeah. the fact that he looks like he's 30 uh, but the, that's
0: also you
4: remember uh, Halloween the Rob Zombie remake they like just lock the kid In a fucking like just a cell, like a pet. And then they go to like 10 years later, and he's just like the rest of (laughs) their cane just heaving as he breathes. (laughs) Fucking like eight feet
2: tall. Dude, those
0: movies were bullshit.
2: He's 16 now. (laughs) That I I just I loved that he was like this big like farm-fed dude, so that there was some sort of yeah. rationale to
3: him being superhumanly strong. They mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of th- weights and a lot of uh, they must have had a big gym on that or in that orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Well, it was the it was the uh, Saint Mary's Saint
0: Mary's house for orphaned children yes. to live at in Santa movies. That's what it was called. Yes. And how yeah. about
3: Utah Mental Facility <laughs> yeah. for all of Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Saint whole Mary's, Utah
0: Saint
4: Mary's House for children whose parents are dead
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that nun
0: was oh uh, uh, i'm gonna say it mother she's she the villain is, she was a cunt <laughs> mother superior was a horrifying bitch
4: yeah. she was a horrible human wait being. so
0: since but we, that's a trope
4: since, bitchy old nuns mm-hmm.
0: that's definitely a
4: trope since we turned on the, the second one for two minutes and didn't get to see does she fucking get it in the second one
3: i haven't seen that in years i don't remember that
4: she better just pop up yeah Accidentally i don't know
3: if they even reference her in that movie that's the thing. Sucks. Yeah, they actr- don't well, the the have to reference her. She's dead. in
2: it again when they replay oh, the first yeah, yeah. half hour oh, of the yeah. first one. This is true. Yeah.
3: Like, to the first, people listening the at home,
0: we we started <laughs> to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night two, thinking like, oh, it'll be like ten minutes long, and then we'll have a really good podcast about both movies because people would care about that. <laughs> and we got about ten minutes into Silent Night, Deadly Night two, and of those ten minutes, there was about forty five seconds that were comprised of new footage separate from the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. So uh this doesn't even we'll get back justice. to that one later. It's
3: just literally long sections. The beginning of Silent Night Deadly Night Two is the beginning of Silent Night Deadly Night One. If you yes.
0: started them at the same time, it would eventually reach a point where they're just like a couple lines off and it would <laughs> yeah. just be irritating to watch. <laughs> You'd be like, Oh, this this one's just on a later broadcast, I guess. <laughs>
2: I uh, I was very impressed with the uh, some of the the kills in this movie. Uh, in particular, the the couple that he murders in that house. Uh, I the the hanging the woman from the I, I guess oh, was that worse, was not a woman. That was a babe. <laughs> the hanging that babe from that reindeer, which yes. I think we were one supposed the, to assume it was one yes. of the most famous
3: Scrim queens of the eighties, Linnea Quigley.
0: Linnea Quigley, she is just the the queen of horror babes in my opinion. <laughs> I absolutely love she, Linnea yeah. Quigley.
3: And what I love about that kill in that scene is it's like it's this the movie itself like it's so literal and everything like we said utah mental facility like that gag her rack on the rack Mm -hmm. it's it's so ridiculous Mm
0: -hmm. and it's and it's wonderful when when he stabs them the people because it's practical effects like when he shoves her torso over these, her torso immediately becomes made of stretch Armstrong. Yeah, They're made and of it butter. punctures through her. I love that. Oh, just, that, just, that is a great feeling. <laughs> it was also
4: uh, when he you s- know what I mean. when he when he stabbed her earlier. He just cut he, like her entire body is silly putty.
0: Oh yeah, he just cuts down the side of
3: her like, ribs right
0: through the ribs.
3: Yeah. Just. Even when he hits the guy in the head with a hammer, it's just like meat. It just it goes right in. Yeah. Oh, well there's, there, no resistance. there's the
0: kill where where the characters who are introduced to die are sledding. There's mm-hmm. a subplot where bullies bully a couple of kids out of their sled, and then of course the one bully you know gets it because at the heart of every horror movie is like a shitty morality play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as he sleds down, uh, evil Santa steps out <laughs> and axes his head off. <laughs> Don't and, bully. Uh, yeah, he goes punish yeah. which, that's his uh, there's no one-liners here he's not he's not a freddy krueger no, no. but he's not silent like michael myers no he says punish
2: yes to punish people because like, santa punishes like frankenstein's monster really is
0: yeah
3: to actually reference another christmas themed horror movie that references that kill um the mid-90s film jack frost
0: jack Frost. yes, yes. not the
3: more horrifying jack frost michael, michael keaton i love <laughs> it no the one made by bill lustig the director of maniac
0: and the writer of, uh, didn't he write Identity? The same writer of Jack Frost wrote Identity.
3: Which Jack Frost are we talking Wait, about Wait, Bill. The, uh, no. the horror
0: one I'm talking about.
4: I
3: don't know if he was involved with Identity. No,
4: because the guy the guy who wrote the not horror one wrote uh, Daredevil. And it's Mark Stephen Johnson. i
0: got to look this up. I think the guy who wrote the horror Jack Frost also wrote bet. Identity. This sucks. But to I just talk up things. Jack Frost for a second, it's oh, a fantastic who's Bill Lustig? film. <laughs> Bill Lustig is uh,
3: that's, that's not Maniacs, a you you did you yeah! you did maniac, a vigilante, a cop. The Maniac Cop series, too. But uh, Jack uh, Frost, it's about a killer yeah. snowman. Only film I know of besides its sequel that has this um, <laughs> plot device where a killer gets melted into snow and comes back and kills people. But it's also famous because it's the first film of Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie. Oh, okay. And her death really? involves having sex you with a snowman. It the mic, so you should probably. Oh, so no, it's funny. like completely out there to bring in another christmas related horror film i mean christmas has its own weird tradition of horror films which i absolutely love and they're all absolutely bonkers it's
4: like clowns like it's just a great thing to just flip around
3: it's so easy any holiday Give you
4: can
0: sort of mine scary for material the writer of jack frost and jack frost 2 michael cooney did indeed write identity you <laughs> son of a bitch there you go
3: i love well, how I mean, go from one a horrible of those movies film where it's to like a b like, script yeah. with an a budget did he write you know? anything That's else good
0: shit um he wrote like all these things that are like, you know, as as I sleep tonight, or, you know, shit yeah. like that. Let me see. There's um, Murder in Mind, Tracks of a Killer, Mitgemacht um, Bargeldlacht. Oh, that's a good
4: one.
3: He really piqued our way. Um, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Eye Inside. you don't to have to keep going.
0: Six Souls. He only has one more, and it's Uwe uh, Grauschen die Gelder. Oh, that's just a TV. It's a play.
3: Sounds like an Uwe <laughs> Ball movie. It's pretty racist.
0: Now, there's a man who knows how to not really make a movie. <laughs> There's the man who knows how to finance projects.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's the man who knows how to find a tax shelter. What is it? Uh, I think the longest time the rumor was he was able to make movies because in Germany you could um, – there was uh, something in the tax code where you could make movies for a loss. It used to be a long time – Canada had a similar thing up until I think like the 90s. Mm. So movies would get made as I like a tax shelter. Sh- we don't give a hide shit. Hide money. Just make hide it, money. Money. That's make wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, I that's actually we a had long that. tradition in film. Filmmaking for like, I think up until like the 2000s was just a bunch of scumbags trying to make money, and then it became a bunch of fanboys trying to live out their passions. Oh, it's trying to make art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least in the horror genre.
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this Silent Night Deadly Night has a remake.
3: It does. I have
0: not seen the remake. You have seen It's just the called remake. Silent Night?
3: It's just called Silent Night.
0: What do, what do you know about it? Tell uh, us something about it. Was it
3: was made by Steven Miner. I think he directed, his first film was. Steve Miner's in Tomaton the... Automaton Destruction or something like that. It was a weird zombie film. Isn't he related to the Friday the 13th somehow? Or is he in I the Halloween... I think they have a similar name or even the same name, but they're different directors. Because he Miners. was much younger. Okay. Um, And this film stars Malcolm McDowell, like I mentioned. Yeah, Jamie that's King cool. is the main character. Oh. Right on. And she's actually fantastic in the movie. And Donna Logue, um, it has a really crazy cast. And it goes in a different direction. It's... Lurid, but it's depressing. It's not, like, oh, trying good. to be... <laughs> well, like, the whole idea is Jamie King's... Um, she's a cop, and everyone, like, all of the main characters, Malcolm McDowell is the police chief, doing a horrible American accent, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband, I believe, had been killed previously. Um, so she's kind of getting past that grief, and she has to deal with a killer, Santa Claus, who just randomly shows up in town. And he just murders people, and that is... The horror movie. I, I love it. So it's like it.
2: it's not actually like even the same story. It's it takes oh, no. the concept of a killer Santa and that's really all it shares with it.
3: Yeah, that's it. Just goes in a different direction, trying, I think, to accomplish something different. I mean, it very much reminded me of a lot of the 80s slasher films. It has sort of that really like sleazy vibe to it. Okay. In one scene, like there's um they're doing like a soft core porn shoot. Oh, interesting. And, they actually uh, make it gets a porn fed shoot. Into a wood chipper, like in Fargo. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so it has like that mean spirit of the 80s slasher films, but it's not as good. I mean, it's a okay. good film in its own right, but judged against um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, it's not as good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about that, because I think you started to touch upon this, and, and we fell away from it. Uh, the... Using the scripts to specifically incorporate the horror tropes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so the one thing, I think the most glaring example is is at the very beginning of the movie, uh, when when the young boy who eventually becomes the Santa Claus killer witnesses his parents dying at the hands of another Santa Claus killer. Who looks like Steve Railsback. (laughs) Who looks like Steve Railsback. He... um, Santa spends a lot of time uh, uh, fiddling some titties for the camera, yeah. and it's it's gratuitous for yes. because you know we talked about how this was pre-internet, so like that's you want to see some it's titties you go out to, be to tantalizing. the movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a titillizing thing, but then she gets killed, so now it's it's essentially a trigger for him to to lose his. Uh, Lose his shit anytime he sees some tits being handled
2: sexually. Yes. And
0: lucky for him, and of course for us, that happens quite frequently in his life.
2: <laughs> Even when living with nuns. Even, especially when living yeah. with nuns. I
3: feel like he would see it more with nuns. Uh, I, I just I, killed you, it there. I like that. <laughs>
2: no, I well, I saw where you were going, uh, but I yes, you might have seen more breasts, but not in sexually uh right, like no, I don't know. I don't You think nuns are groping? But each it's other? weird because it, I the, feel like
3: there's a lurid element to the Catholic Church. <laughs> well, oh yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> fair yes. enough. So I feel like there's always something sexually deviant happening. <laughs> In something related to Catholicism.
0: Anytime there's repression, there's there's subversion.
2: She there's, was yeah. tying a little boy to his bed at a certain point. This in this thing, movie. She was this there was crazy bondage, bondage bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was
0: her big thing. She was spanking him, yep. tying him up, and then and but then again, that's another thing that I mean, you know, Wonder Woman. That was a bondage fantasy oh, yeah. before it was ever a comic book, yeah. and. Uh, so this this is easily, you know, this could just be some bondage fantasy put in there, but then it's worked into the plot because later on, he's tying shit up, he's hanging people up, he's into that shit.
2: It was fascinating to me that they were sort of like, tra- I mean, I don't know that that's really what they were doing, but that is what was happening. They were rationalizing these absolutely. like horror tropes in their They might not have been doing line. it on purpose, right. but I
0: mean, it, it. I think it's just a sign that this is perhaps a better script than you than i th- than, than you'd then think. Than we'd give it credit for. It. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 I, the, the, I think the, 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 that's, that's true of a lot of is.
3: films from the 80s. I yeah. Mean, uh, one of the things with Night Terrors that I've been trying to do, um, not successfully so far, but it's part of a larger larger writing project I do at Low Culture, which a lot of it is because you know from Philadelphia, which we both write for, mm. um, I try to find connections, especially in genre films, where you may not seem to think they exist. So, mm-hmm. for example, a lot of people think misogyny is like this horrible thing in horror films, but a lot of times it seems like it's an unintentional response to... The era that it was in or the characters themselves like a lot of horror films uh, sleepaway camp homicidal psycho oh, yeah. there's large gender identity issues mm-hmm. and it's something that doesn't get brought up enough horror films are this awesome vehicle for people to explore like these social issues mm-hmm. we don't normally talk about like you talk about it in dramas but people don't care I can watch the crying game but well, dramas almost
4: play you feel it too literally I'll put I'll put I've been thinking about what you're saying a lot and I'll. I'll, I'll put you know, I don't. I might have looked at my phone through what you just said, but rape, rape was something that people wouldn't talk about, and then you have like these extremely oh, yeah. like crazy. I spit on your spit grave. Spit on your grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Last ass on the left. So it's like very exploitational. and after a while, like you, ju- it just gets in that conversation more. Well, and I think than just an unspoken. A spot, opinion. especially those Absolutely. rape
3: and revenge films. I mean, that is yeah. a subgenre in horror. I think originally it was intended to exploit that to bring people into the theater because it was male directors making it for male mm-hmm. audiences. Right. But after a while, a lot of those films, I feel like they've been reclaimed by uh, yeah. a lot of And they work. people.
0: They work on that. On well, that the track. final the girl, that's a trope. Yeah. You know, the, the final girl. Now, there, there is, like, a, a dirty mark on that where the final girl's the pure one. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so right. there is the whole, you know, I- enforcing uh, a prudeness that, that comes with that. But That's at why the same I time, there is a power that to were, having it.
4: Well, at first when you see I Spit on Your Grave, you're like, oh, she just, like, fucks the guys again. It's mm. just, like, it's kind of gross. Then you're like, no, nah, she's reclaiming her. Sexuality. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that became and a
3: trope that, eventually. I mean, you know, Scream was mm-hmm. a film where she actually ends up having sex before yeah, she yeah, ends yeah. up. Yeah. And Cherry Falls, uh, another critically oh, underseen film with, with Jay Moore. Jay Moore, yeah. Yes. Who made that, that,
4: that again? That... Hit that was by somebody. I'll look it up. I'm not sure. I don't remember it. I, so my you...
3: favorite part of that film is like the main plot device. Eventually, they decide to all lose their virginity because it's only virgins being killed. Right. So they have a party called the Hymen Holocaust.
1: That's <laughs> so funny.
3: Which, is nice. Completely in poor taste. Completely fantastic. Yeah. I remember that movie going through some
0: sort of production woes, where it was going to be theatrical and then it ended up premiering yeah. on on just some cable channel.
3: Something like that. I think it, yeah, it just went straight to uh, VHS or whatever was, I think it was appropriate just Miramax, for cable in 2000.
0: So it's a it's a pre 911. I think it was just a Miramax. Miramax
4: being shitty. You know mm-hmm. the way they do with all their Asian movies. They just oh we'll just never put it out.
0: Um. The guy did. Oh, it's the guy who did that movie Romper Stomper with uh, right. Russell Crowe.
3: That's actually very surprising. <laughs> given he did the, the, two the Macbeth
0: movies. from uh, 2006. So I don't think I know that one. Romper Stomper, Macbeth. He's only done six movies. His name is uh, Jeff Jeffrey Wright. Hmm.
4: Oh. not that Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> the, but yeah, Romper Stomper. I mean, I think Cherry Falls pretty kind of like hurt his career pretty bad.
3: Which is a shame because it's actually a very good film. Yeah, and it's he's one a of those directors that doesn't get enough credit for doing succeeding at what it was trying to do. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. I remember reading about that in Fangoria, back when I was a regular Fangoria reader. That's a pre-internet thing if there ever was. I still
3: follow them fairly frequently. I mean, they have a large internet presence. They actually ran Silent Night, Deadly Night in theaters last year, which is one of of the motivating factors for me because we weren't able to book it at Filamoca last year. Oh, wow. Um, Okay, yeah. So I was able to reach out to the uh, producer on the film this year, and that's why we are able to screen it with... um, a second secret film that we're going to be screening, which is even more insane, but I can't give that away just yet. Uh,
0: I, that's all you need to know, though. Yeah. Another is,
3: Christmas-themed horror film. Uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, and uh, we're probably you, not going to bring it up. Didn't you tell us? I told you guys, but oh, I'm we're to keep remember. If, I, if, I, if I remember, I'll say it. That's no, part no, no, of the no. Fun <laughs> the the, the <laughs> point is
4: not to say it. No, I know. But, like, yeah, I don't I know, care. No. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you guys. No, that's part of the fun. I mean, the following month, I can say. I know.
3: For January, we are doing something... Where both films are revealed, it's uh, going to be heavy metal themed. So it's going to be oh, Rock and Roll Nightmare awesome. and Black Roses. Let's... If you haven't seen Rock and Roll Nightmare, it's based around John Mickle Thor. Best actor in 80s hair metal combination ever. <laughs> he had his own band, Thor.
0: What's funny is, uh, of all of them, he's the best. And there were many. Oh
3: wait. <laughs> Yeah, so I know what many. this
0: movie is now. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I want to see
3: like, that. Puppets. It's like it I remember reading about that of, uh, like ten years ago. Peter Jackson films. Uh, what's the Meet the Feebles? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is the best movie. I uh I. I'm excited to actually. I think I'm gonna come to the screening of this because I Please. feel like in front of a, a a big audience, this is gonna be like a really fucking fun movie to watch. Oh, I, absolutely! I, I like. I, I could. There may be, be
3: a Santa Claus there. I can give that away.
2: Oh, I love that. That's great. I the, I could not believe how uh, good this movie was, and it's not a good movie, but like I couldn't. Be... I thought for sure I was in for like I was gonna sit through something like really just dramatically bad. You know what I mean? That it was going to be yeah. fun because it was so bad. But it was fun because it was like it was an earnest slasher flick. You know what yeah, I mean? It was kind of cool. Yeah. I think
0: that's the best tradition. The slasher yeah. flicks
2: slasher flicks that are that are
0: copycats and cash grabs are always emptier than the ones that like s- despite their limitations mm-hmm. are still pushing to create something. You yeah. know what I'm saying like it, this this actually had yeah, this didn't
2: feel empty sort of to me. Urgency. I don't know yeah. how to describe that because it, you know it's not uh, it's certainly it, not the best of this it's genre. You know? yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't incredibly original.
4: Yeah. It wasn't, but it, but it still had a Santa Claus fucking you know just going to town. But yeah. it's also yeah.
3: like ridiculously earnest with the whole child abuse angle Yeah, which is yeah. also really funny given like the type That's of true. film it was trying to make. Yes. it's not that
0: cynical about the child
3: abuse Mm-mm. thing. It's no, it's, it's kind of weird. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> which you're not expecting from a movie which is just going out of its way to show as many breasts as possible. it's kind of
4: it's kind. Kind of goofy, but it has rape.
0: Yeah, like, the, it, it's just like the supporting up. characters are hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Ira, the Ira's toys guy, is amazing. He, was great. he has an incredible line because he's stressed <laughs> out. Oh, it's the holidays! It's the holidays! My toy store, of course, it's super, super busy. And then uh, it's him closing the door. Which are painted fashionably for the uh, the windows are all painted for holiday cheer and to mask the slayings that are about to happen. <laughs> yeah. But he shuts the doors and turns in and goes Alright, it's over. Time to get shit faced Yeah, that was And so he's just good. a silly, like bow tie wearing Dead, <laughs> yeah. he was such a goofball. He was a goof. He was a guy who owns a toy store. Mm-hmm. I know we like already the
3: mentioned the killings in that movie, but I feel like the very last one with the bow and arrow was the oh, best because you. it was yeah. out of nowhere. And it's, it's a bow a and arrow at a toy film. store. Yeah. yeah, it's a children's store, and they have a bow and it arrow. It was
4: 1980. They had fucking bows and arrows. They probably had That's guns true. in there somewhere. Too. Just legit guns. Yeah, like, GI right. uh, Joe uh, gun. This is
3: America. <laughs> we probably had Johnny Space Man.
0: That is still the best. Yeah. I da- that Johnny made me laugh. George. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's just Giant, oily, it's, it's oily rags. Just a big lighter. <laughs> 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 it's SNL reference, so I guess. <laughs> I it's a great, accurate character. So. It's an accurate character, yeah. I'm going to have to look that one
3: up. Boom. It's oh good. my
4: god,
0: I'm going to... You know. Joan Face.
3: That's did the
0: Bow and arrow, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, he does uh, shoot... Shoot a woman who can't decide what glass to break with her axe to escape. Yeah. Yeah. She well, was the, the smartest character in the movie. Any glass. Oh, yeah, she was pretty smart. Like she
3: tricked him and then stole his axe, which yep. you don't see that combination most of the time.
0: That's true. And then she got shot with a bow. That's the thing. You know, she <laughs> She subverted his plans by being unexpectedly smart, and he subverted her plans by unexpectedly possessing a bow and arrow <laughs> yeah.
2: and the skills to use it that was, it was amazing it was, it was wonderful yeah. it was absolutely wonderful there, there, there actually are there's legitimately like every act there's at least one transcendent moment in this movie <laughs> that made it like really worth it for me
0: oh yeah Completely. It, it's not even it's it's pretty lean generally there's it not is, a actually. lot of filler there, there was what? one filler scene where it was that this ridiculous was cop amazing. who goes and inspects a clearly empty house for a long time oh, yeah. for a very long time for a time. very long time with no tension at all and then he leaves the house he's then, he's then hit with an axe in the chest I feel like that wasn't the only
3: filler though this movie was comprised of like 75% montage oh yeah but it it
0: felt it felt like brisk it didn't really have any pacing issues that I can think of you know like I, honestly, I don't know how long it was. I can't imagine it being much longer than eighty minutes. But it was sounds about right. You know, there was something. That, I mean, thirty of those minutes were the disclaimer at the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah, about, I'm surprised uh, this
0: movie is longer than fifteen minutes. Yeah,
2: for this real. Was, right. This was oh, ridiculous. You know, I do want to talk about this because I found this very entertaining. I think it's a it, it is generally a problem uh, that movies have when we we talk about the the uncut versions or the director's cut or the this and then that. Mm. From time to time, that you can get a very exceptional like, oh shit, they really like cut some stuff out of this movie that like really makes a difference. Like, I think The Abyss is a great example of like, oh, they really cut some stuff out of this movie that makes a big difference in the story that's being told. Uh, This is an example that I think I see more often of, they make a big disclaimer at the beginning of the version we watched that was like, oh, we actually took two versions of this movie and cut them back together. Uh, So you'll notice some differences in the quality of the film. Uh, But it's so that you can get the most complete version of this movie. Not a single one of the shots that was clearly composited back into this... was
0: just the ones that were clearly composite back in. Right, who knows? There are knows? some that may have been of better quality that we just didn't noticeably know the cut. That's true.
2: Who knows? The ones that were noticeable, though, like make no difference. It was very clear that like you just do not need any of these shots.
0: There, there was a couple that I thought were kind of cool where it was like... Uh, it would cut to the killer making crazy sure. face. Yes, which I don't know if anyone else notices. He was he was just caked in stage makeup mm-hmm. the entire time. It was like caked looked. in. He just had he was just like most. He was foundation and beard,
4: and he's uh, just it's, a fifty year old man. I, I felt <laughs> like you could just like
0: chip it off and roll it into a candle. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but there was a couple where it would cut back to that during yes. a kill, like victim killer, victim killer, that kind of a cut. And if they only had the footage of the same one of him sniveling, and they did that over and over again, you would notice that it was repeat footage. Yeah. So even though it was lower quality, I like those because that there was an artistic choice there that you know was cut simply because they were like, oh, we got to get this thing down to time so that someone will someone will you know play it.
2: But and, and the reason I'm even bringing it up is because I actually think that uh, it that yes, that is why they're cutting those things most likely those reaction shots and stuff but I also think that overall like you legitimately like none of us would have noticed if they weren't in there and it probably probably is a better movie without those extra reaction shots Mm -hmm. There, there are probably too many of those in this version I would give and take a few, because there was yeah. a couple
0: where I was like, oh, that would be, that, that." I'm glad was there. Yeah. And there were a few that was like, a, and then there were scenes that didn't look restored that I was like, yeah, you could go. Yeah. But at the same time, I was glad they were there. Like, there but was see, no likes- reason to give the sledding bullies background. Uh, right. But at the same time, I'm totally glad it was Me there, because there was some wonderful... Uh, what was the line? He goes, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, for no reason. He's like, what are you going to do, steal our sleds? <laughs> and the guy's like, fuck you, look at my cool gloves or some shit. And he goes, uh... I want to grow up to be just like you. Ugly and st- and very stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, and then the guy punches him in the, in the tummy-tum. So, you're not good.
4: But I <laughs> seems like, without <laughs>
3: scenes like that, it's not, like, it's not a true 80s slasher right, film because they're all of course. full of awful like plotting yeah placing, and they're dialogue. all mini morality
0: plays oh, there yeah. was two bullies mm-hmm. and they got their comeuppance and that's actually oh, why i like
3: the fact that there was a jump between like restored scenes and not restored scenes i actually prefer the graininess of the original i think mm. one of the problems um in modern film especially with blu-ray everyone wants to st- restore films into this pristine image and i like oh, that yeah. original sort of like especially a film like this it's sleazy it's low budget it's yeah, having a little bit of like grain that. on it a little yeah. dirt on it yeah. is good yeah it gives it like that really down and dirty feeling. Well, like we want. What, what do
0: we watch? Knock the Blu-ray because like uh, to me, it's a medium choice. No, like I some agree. things should totally be in Blu-ray, but some things like I heard the the recent like digital print of Halloween is just like oh, come on. Why'd this you film do is that?
3: actually a great example. It just got re-released this year in Blu-ray, and mm. it was just an upscale of the DVD. So a lot of the jumps you saw, still the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, it's,
2: and it's like pointless. Yeah, Uh it makes me. uh I, the reason I brought that stuff up is I that fascinates me as like a fan of film and and somebody who uh, you know I uh, often when I'm watching movies I I think about the actual process of the filmmaking that's mm. something I'm interested in and so I get fascinated by things like where I look at it and I'm like oh uh, I think it's actually interesting to look at something like this and go like oh I see why something was cut or like I I oh, actually notice that there's too many reaction shots here and this works better without that many you know what I mean like I, oh, I yeah. sort of I'm fascinated by those little process things
0: I always feel like th- there's something that always that I always think about it. It's, it's got to be heartbreaking for a filmmaker that actually had to work with film yes. because film's so expensive and you have to expose it and do all mm-hmm. that. It's so like the actual just technical task of making a film had much more weight to it and much less room for error. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and much more of an inclination to be like, that was pretty good go with it you know we can't afford to do a better take and and so now we we take that for granted because it's like you know when we do the movie movie videos like we could shoot that we could get 15 hours of just iphone footage and it's fine
2: but i'm also thinking about like sometimes uh when we're making those videos i'll keep something just because it's like i don't want to lose this Mm. think about when you had to make a film by legitimately cutting pieces of this expensive thing that you spent time making out of it like how hard it would be to be like (laughs) Ah, uh, this works better without this. Yeah. But, like, I, we spent so much time and money, and I have to physically cut it out. Like, I you, well, that's like the image of physically the cutting, the cutting to, room floor because yeah. you're just cutting it and letting and you it die. To physically, yeah. I mean, that must have been so painful. <laughs> you Well, know? the craziest
3: part with a lot of these movies is it wasn't necessarily in the hands of the directors, especially a lot of these low budget movies from the uh, 80s. It was people giving them money and then taking the films from them and recutting it however they wanted. Like, Roger Corman was famous for that. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of the film. It, Uh, Not Lair of the White Worm. It was uh, The Conqueror Worm, which was made in, I think, the 70s. It was bought um, originally. It was run under the title of, damn it, it's uh, escaping my mind right now, but um, Witchfinder General. um, Vincent Price. One of his best performances. And um, Corman bought it. His AIP uh, studio bought it. He recut the film, added monologue, and it turns into a completely different film, mm-hmm. inferior to the original. But like this was a standard practice up until probably the early to mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, say it so. fucking that's
0: like legendary for happening to Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Right. If you've ever seen the Even narrated Blade Runner, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Which which uh. of the
4: Witchfinder ones uh, is the good one? The Witchfinder General.
3: Witchfinder General is the better version. I the mean, one that's
4: like I, I saw that on DVD now, whichever version. I think yeah. that's that. That was the title I saw. That's
0: the better one?
3: That's the better one. Conqueror Worm Remember, is yeah, really good. not nearly as good. As
0: long as Vincent Price does like spooky voice. He's a Spanish Inquisition <laughs> no, guy. It's, oh, right? No, it's, it's like one of his few but I'm like, not, into not
3: it. Like, like getting out of it. He wasn't campy. People like think he was always trying to be campy because there was always that element yeah. to some oh, of yeah. his films. It's like Leslie sure. Nielsen. But yeah. like this is like him being like a completely like dickhead. Like he just goes no, into a he's town just, and yeah, like he's accuses people sadistic. of being witches. Oh, no, no, no. A witch finder. Yeah. Yeah and like I think at one point the woman won't have sex with him so he's like she's a witch Um, burn her at the stake she's a witch (laughs) so yeah no fantastic film like one of his best serious roles I'm I'm not even familiar with it I would love to see that I would
0: absolutely love to see that
3: no, yeah, great film and actually part of a larger movement within um British horror in the 70s. Uh, British folk horror like Wicker Man. Oh, okay, Wicker yeah. Man is great. Yeah.
0: I actually only just recently saw the original Wicker Man it I was like when that they movie. did the re-release so good. That movie was great. I actually Absolutely
3: thankfully great. got to see that for free because I got to review it for Philadelphia. Oh, oh right cool. on. Nice. Fantastic nice. experience. Nice. Seeing that movie, I encourage everybody See I it, bet that was cool in the big, Did you see it on the big screen? You yes. did?
2: Yeah, yeah. I would. I think that would be cool. Oh man! When yeah, they re released actually, we might well, have I been at the
0: same screening because I just went like one of the two nights it was playing at the Ritz and oh, uh, checked it out. It was uh That was the first time I'd seen it. That's a cool movie. That is a cool movie. I and I, I really love that Christopher that. Lee is still alive and still <laughs> pumping out heavy metal music. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For real, he has a heavy metal oh, band. Yeah. No, it's yeah. insane. I've heard it. Is it good? Enough. It's
3: <laughs> good enough. It's Christopher Lee doing metal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly. It's going to be expect. as good as Christopher yeah. Lee doing metal can be.
0: He is what like ninety <laughs> two. I think he's in his nineties. He's definitely in his nineties, but he is also a wizard. So you know, there's that. <laughs> he's so freaking sweet. He's he is best. so sweet. He's the man. He's a hunk. And then there was that Wicker Man remake, which we had some footage from in, in the last uh, movie. I movie just, live. I just, I don't know. I've never what seen it. And I kind of really want to.
4: All I can say about the Wicker Man remake is I just agree with its philosophy. Just from what I've seen, I just, I agree. I think it's in a, the right place. Just what like of the <laughs> battles is fighting. <laughs> The you know the the topics it decides to tackle just like who it decides if to, you're in
2: a bear costume and you see women punch them yeah yeah so you don't Does get he's bees? Like, just you
4: know, a, not a bear costume yeah. oh he like oh, yeah. flying kicks her the, the bear costume is the metaphor
0: the best part about that movie is right just at the very women. beginning he's he's hunting for a little girl that went missing and at the very beginning he runs into some people and they're carrying a bag that clearly has a person like kicking and screaming in it and he goes. What's in the bag, of shark? <laughs> and then they just and then they just kind of blow it off, and he moves along. And then he's like really into this investigation. I'm like, oh, I man. think you missed a key piece of evidence. Yeah, we're really lucky that cop was Nicolas Cage, and I'm pretty sure that I you're like surrounded by lieutenant. fields and not <laughs> shark infested waters. But I don't know. That's just me. I'm I'm a normal person. I don't operate on the levels of this movie. Yeah. But what else would, would you consider folk horror? That I, I think that's an interesting concept. Uh, well, I feel like I have a feel for that it. that
3: designation. I mean, it was something that came about recently. Um, I think one of the trends, and especially like with me with my writing at Low Culture um, and film writing in general, we try a lot of film writers today trying and apply context to films that may have not had them. So, like the British folk horror designation is something that. I don't know if it was actually a movement, but it's something we see as uh, a lot of people have seen as a movement Well, now. If it's a
0: recognizable trend, it might not be as strong as a and movement, it, yeah. but like a trend,
4: you know, so it like doesn't just examples exist individually. So uh,
3: Blood on Satan's Claws and Psychomania, which is fantastic. Like mod- Blood on
4: Satan's Claws, what is that? Does that have other names? That sounds
2: familiar.
3: I don't know the actors offhand, but it's another similar setting. It's like this farmer unearths um, something evil, and it's another like very, it's a period piece. So that was like another hallmark of uh British folk art like a lot of them were period pieces mm-hmm. mm-hmm. exclusive of the Hammer era. Yeah, but I don't think many any of those films were actually like included in that designation. Okay, yeah,
0: so I was curious cuz like that's kind of the vibe that I feel when I think about it but I'm not that familiar with with the hammer horror or the as as you say folklore i think yeah. that's, these are all new titles to me i also
2: think that's typical of deconstruction and and a good thing actually right. which is is not that there was a movement occurring at that time to where people, where people right where people got together and were like let's make movies that are about oh, this absolutely. Well, it's, but it's like we we've been talking about this a lot with like just 2014 the movie oh. 2014. Yep. there's common themes you know like just there are things that are happening in the world culturally right. and it, when you're an artist you that's uh, that's what we gravitate towards right. uh and so those things start to crop up and you you can go and you can just look at i mean we but dan and i've been talking about well, this we a talked lot
0: about it with uh invasion of the body snatchers yes. everyone's like oh it's communism it's communism the writer of the book has straight up said like oh i didn't think of that right but i was probably informed by the times and if that's the fear that's the fear yeah. last year every fucking movie was about surveillance you yeah. know like that was the that <laughs> yeah. was the the fear mm-hmm I'll let you drop the bomb. What was this year well, about? This, this year that we came to. The, through yeah, many we're, discussions. we're 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 going to do
2: a top ten again at the end oh, of the year, and we're going to talk a lot about uh, doppelgangers. Uh, no. we, there okay. there was an exceptional amount of movies this year that to the were point
0: of literal doppelgangers in multiple movies,
2: m- like many mo- down to trend, the Muppet yeah. movie yeah. Exactly this year. A
3: longer trend because uh, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie from last year, uh, well, Enemy. We, tech, we're counting, counting that as this year.
2: We go by the
0: wide release just because. Okay. But Enemy is on the list fantastic ending by the way uh, I, yes Enemy is is in the running for like oh it's, it's up there for me for this yeah, year I really yeah, loved Enemy good. They're, they're all real okay, good so but hold on
2: don't uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the titles out loud because I think it actually is a spoiler for some of these movies okay uh, but down to the Muppet movie this year that came out uh doppelgangers have been like a big uh thing and and so just the idea of identity crises i think has just been a big thing this year in movies and it's just something that happens culturally we we sort of we hit these things these milestones and we start to talk about them uh and so you i think you can go back to something like i assume you're talking about the 70s in 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 britain it sounds like yeah
3: no i mean they were disconnected like they were released Late 60s through 70s. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, so there's like a decade there where it's like we can look at yeah, it yeah, and be like, here's sort 100%. of what what we were yeah, talking 100%. about, what we were thinking about, or a thing that we were right. thinking about, right? Something that came up, you know?
3: But I think I know, especially today, I think we're more conscious of it. So like you said, like you guys are identifying things that are happening now. Right. So I don't think back then, I it, I think a lot of it is people today applying standards from today on films yes. back then. Yes, okay. 100%. So I don't necessarily disagree with like the designation of like British folk art but at the same time I think it's maybe applying values to something where they didn't originally exist for sure yeah, yeah. killer Santa films right so that, exactly. that's a designation but you know, also have to think
0: ridiculous. too I mean, there's so many factors that you can that you can throw into it like you know okay what makes a full car it doesn't necessarily mean the intention behind the movie but you look at just the way houses were designed at a certain time just the way that it, oh, definitely. like like when I when you, when you see it in a movie you're like oh that house is made in the 70s you know you see the decor in it so even movies have that general it, to, for lack of a better term, fashion sense. Mm-hmm. I like
3: how you – yeah, I'm wearing a Bauhaus shirt, so I like you bring oh, yeah. that architecture. You got it. Element. You got to do it. That's not what my shirt is for, but
0: – Is Bauhaus a band of some sort? That's they were band. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right on.
3: But yeah, no, completely. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think unconsciously there's a lot of that stuff at work in a lot of films, and I don't think the killer Santa genre was something people were trying to express something with. Mm. At least not maybe until recently, but it's definitely an interesting thing to think about.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there could be. It's it's like we were talking about. It. It's like yeah. There's, so there's what there's maybe five killer Santa films we can think about. Probably a handful more, right? Probably. Um, I, I but haven't it, seen all of the right Christmas exactly. Theme horror films, but, so. uh, Are they all getting at the same thing? Probably not. But is there a reason we're making Killer Santa films? Probably. Actually, you know what I mean? I can tell you right here. It's
0: well, we talked about okay, you know, it's easy to market a film that has Christmas themed shirts. So, boom, there's points there. You know, it's. you know, it's, it's a commentary on consumerism sometimes. Sure, 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 But also, it's just the classic, why are we afraid of clowns? Yeah. It's this thing that is a lovable thing for a child. Yep. You subvert that, make it scary. It's yes. horrifying. Exactly. It's, and it's as simple and base as that. Absolutely, you know, yeah. I think that, is, that has probably more to do with it than anything else. I mean, what can be is more terrifying a for a child
3: than being forced to sit on a stranger's lap? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And it, it, Imagine something that, that is iconic and is known as, like, if you're good, he gives you presents. And even if you're bad, he's probably still going to give you presents. Yeah, like something that, that is so good. To be
2: Gentle and genuine, uh, and, you know, and then becomes killer. Told it's Yeah, exactly. If Santa's evil,
0: who can you trust?
2: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, and
0: it, that sounds stupid, but that's quite no, that's literally total, what it is. Exactly. Like, but yeah. if Funny Santa, thing is- the paragon of goodness,
2: uh-huh. Is, is why evil else would Then we why make, even trust mom And, and you know? why else Would we make At least five movies About the same fucking thing Because Because, because it scary. is Like yeah, wild, yeah. yeah But like many it's, of the Traditions
3: yeah. from Santa I think it's funny Because we always associate Santa as being This oh. benign figure oh, oh, yeah. Going back to like Yeah Krampus The Germans uh, mm-hmm. Like the tradition Of like Built around Santa Completely terrifying. Figure. Oh, it
2: Robot originates Santa from future. <laughs> it originates yeah. in, in 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 demons, really. You know, it, it originates in the story of. Uh, well, that's uh, kind
3: of an interesting
0: thing because that that's one thing that they say about uh about Night, Night Deadly Night is oh he gives good kids uh presents but naughty kids get punished and I think most of the lore of Santo originated out of uh, negative reinforcement oh, in terms yeah, of right. punishment as opposed to positive reinforcement of uh, get presents if you're good whereas
3: mm-hmm. today Santa's an asshole if he doesn't give you twenty presents. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Back in the day, if you were bad, you were lucky to get coal. <laughs> you might eat your feet or something. I don't know what it is. It's always <laughs> something. Krampus will come and eat your feet. He'll make them into andouille sausages.
2: Yeah. I don't know what the... that. Which, by the way, we are in for, uh, <laughs> speaking of this genre, there are uh, some Krampus movies on their way. Uh, multiple oh ones, for sure.
0: Christmas with the Krampus.
2: <laughs> so.
3: That sounds like it'd be a fun movie. Like I, I wish Arnie would be, yeah, a, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. Playoff of the Jingle All the Way, which has a sequel coming, unfortunately. Yes, Larry, yes, with, the, cable uh, Larry the Cable Guy, right? Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Please, no. that's, uh, what I I think that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing.
2: No, I know uh, Kevin Smith is making a uh, anthology horror Christmas film centered around Krampus uh, and, uh, and actually cannot call it the title he wanted to call it, which is why I know that there's more than one coming because someone else is already in production what on a Krampus movie. Yeah, it what was was the g- title? I think it was going to be called, like, Comes the Krampus or something okay. like that. Uh, That sounds
3: actually like a very bad porn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kevin Smith. I I assume he's
2: aware he's making that double entendre.
4: There already, but there already is another movie called Comes the Krampus.
2: Not, I don't think necessarily called Comes the Krampus, but I think he's decided, like, like, let's not, you know, uh, make another Krampus, you know, quote unquote Krampus movie immediately after it.
3: Which is good. I'm glad he's doing another horror film after Tusk had those. Oh, you dug Tusk? Did you dig Tusk?
0: It's it, it's task. something. It's something. That, I did. I that's I dug how, dug how I feel too. It's, it's yeah. not nothing. Hey, okay, that's I need to see say. it again. Yeah. I yeah. need to see it yeah. again
3: before I have a final decision on this. That's, that. I don't that's think, one of those movies I that he...
0: I just give it like a for commitment. Yeah, absolutely good. But it's incredible. A plus for just throwing it out. Yeah. Like he went for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that but was, I that also was a think huge... at the
4: same time he kind of pulled back at the end. It was like I- I'm not really trying, so you can't take this. Oh, I don't you, agree with that at all. Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, though?
0: no. In the podcast, like it, it's a series of escalations, and yes. as they're doing it, and they even play it during the credits. He has the quote where it's like, "Oh, then the camera like pulls back, and it's this sad music, and it's like, oh, he accepted that he's a walrus, and so he's just escalated to that.' Point. Yeah, I actually think that's pull on. Commitment. Super seriously, yeah. Yeah, okay. and her and Haley Joel Osment are like crying, and yeah. it's it's meant to be like super melodramatic for the sake of almost parody. Yeah, despite being a parody, like a literal parody of nothing, because it's
2: totally mental.
0: You yeah, know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's really awful. just yeah. the
2: most insane ending you can think and of. And even for the makeup like is just like yeah.
0: stupid yeah. comical, but it's effective and scary. That movie yeah. was fucking. It's that movie crazy. was fucking awesome. Yeah. I liked that movie. I did, it was something. Yeah, it, yeah, it was totally something. And a lot Especially of things Especially after are Red State. So
3: I, have to I, I like Red, State, I liked Red quite State quite a bit, actually. I like Red State. I just wish it would have gone with the original ending. Yes, yes, I, I haven't yes. seen Red
4: State, and I don't... Uh, uh, Red State is good. fantastic. Yes. I'm a piece of shit. you really got to talk about the ending, I don't really care. This but. is all
0: I'll say is the original ending... Uh, like the, the real ending hints at something... How Far so, no. crazy. <laughs> yeah, like the, the original ending teases an idea that the... No, the 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 ending that's in the movie teases the idea that the original ending had, where yes. it actually goes into a like a more supernatural element, mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting, fun thing that actually could start a cool conversation. Yes, but uh, right, at watch. the same time, I believe that that the ending of Red State can cause a you know just their reaction to it and how immediately everyone was ready to believe it, including me as an audience member is a similar conversation that's worth noting. It, it gets yeah. to have
2: its cake and eat it too. It, yeah. it actually yeah. does still get to have that moment because as an audience you kind of in that moment go like oh, is is that what this movie is about? My first like you thought have was, that moment. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. <laughs>
3: actually uh frailty to oh, call back frailty. another movie. Yeah. Frailty was awesome. Yeah. yeah, a very if it would have gone the frailty angle, I would have preferred it.
0: Yeah, frail- uh-huh. that frailty kind of rocked me a little bit. I yeah. love frailty. Yeah. That was some early, uh, uh, all right, all right, uh-huh. McConaughey, uh-huh. like doing some good shit. And uh-huh. that might be
4: like Paxton's shining yeah, Paxton, moment. Yes. He's so, I and love he directed him. that too. if no, I'm, I'm not sorry. mistaken, right? Um, I think you might be science right. Science
3: is Bill Paxton's shining moment. Doesn't right, what he play is it? I'm the sorry. Older brother. Yeah. Oh yes. Bill That's Paxton's shining, shining moment. moment was in I'm season one
0: of no, Agents of alien. S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Alien. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, I have to give it to Aliens. I feel like see... Bill Paxton is constantly just shining at all moments. He had a good year. Okay, okay. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow and Nightcrawler. He
4: was, he was great in that. Nightcrawler? Ben. I did not see I, Nightcrawler, I, Nightcrawler, yeah. Nightcrawler which I'm excited about.
2: Good. He had really the
0: scene of Nightcrawler. The camera on the. Yeah. yeah Bill yeah, Paxton had the scene of Nightcrawler, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm fascinated. I can't wait to watch this movie. That movie, you know, the more more I think about it,
0: Nightcrawler is probably very high ranking on my list for this year. That is a uh, super, super... That is cowbunga. That's some shit. I That's so Dan caring. and I
2: are going to put off our top ten as long as possible so that we can sneak in as many movies as possible oh, yeah. to make sure we have pretty definitive lists. I don't feel That's like gonna top ten rough. should
3: be released at least until six months into the next year. So you have see, yeah, I actually best. kind of
2: agree with that. Yeah. yeah,
0: I do too. But like, we just got to walk the line for the sake yeah. of yeah. podcast relevance. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. not as so soon as January is... comes around, we're going to hit it. Like yeah. once I get through the Christmas rush mm-hmm. of Christmas movies, right. then I'm good. The problem
4: is, all of these fucking like New York, LA, Oscar. Movies that come out like Christmas, mm-hmm. and then like you gotta wait till like February first or January twenty fifth or something mm-hmm. There's for them room to come out here. And then if you put I them on hurry. like the next year, it's like you know,
0: it's um, not hip. Yeah, her.
4: What didn't that come out like a fucking year and a half yeah, ago? Yeah. Like, that wow. was
3: actually on my list of best films for last year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just because-
0: and that's the thing is, I hadn't road. seen it at the end of last year when we did our lists. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, that was my number two for the year. Yeah. You know, boom. And it would have fucked it up. But, you know, we do addendums. It it's like, is yeah. what it is. Yep. And vice. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like no. we're going to get in an inherent vice here before the end of the year. No, it's like, it's like January 12th. Mm. That's right. It gives me more time to finish the book. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Anybody have any final thoughts on uh, Silent Night, Deadly um, Night?
0: Yeah, man. After all
4: this that we talked about, Silent Night, Deadly Night, we really talked about that movie for at least five of
0: the, the last. I got to say, that movie almost makes us, you know, it, everything oh, it has to say is oh. pretty clearly on its own. Yeah. Songs. The yes. songs. Yes. Oh, yes. The completely unshazamable soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a... Dan tried every Shazam- time. time. So there, was, there was a whole bunch of different uh, yeah, <laughs> fake Christmas songs. What was the song when when they had the the montage that covered ten years of Billy working at the toy store? Oh, it was great. And it was just the as and you described it, Kev. It's just it never breaks. It's just yeah. this slow churning, just, wait, just like. Okay. And I'm sitting All down right, and I'm gonna every, make some toys and gonna be a single, Santa Claus.
4: Every single Christmas song in this movie was sung by Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig <laughs> uh, yeah. in that Weekend Update sketch where they're just <laughs> looking at each other's mouths and making it up as they go. That yeah, was yeah. A, literally every song in this movie. But mm. they did
3: have one real Christmas song. They sung Deck the Halls. Yeah, that's did they? true. They did. It blew Deck their budget. the Halls with I feel like <laughs> <a> yes. <laughs> and it was all the kids, and they were in tune, which was kind of Ooh, weird in a way. That was weird. It, that's right. Cause I, I will the say the most thing. striking
2: example of how... Just weird the music is in this movie Is the opening of the movie You know you're watching a movie called Silent Night, Deadly Deadly Night. Night And it opens on a What sounds like a Christmas carol uh, some voices doing something vaguely Christmas like
0: Christmas, 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 yeah.
2: friends, and, and you're just like and things and ring that bell. And it is glaringly awful because your brain wants to hear Silent Night because uh, yeah. you're Which watching be a movie creepy? called. Silent it would be night. A very it creepy, would be so creepy. It would be so creepy. It would be perfect, but you it you know it can't pay for that song, so it just has a totally up. made up. It doesn't ever because it, so they just have a totally. I'm made talking up about carol. the crazy like I get like is it uh, from the 50s? It you know yacht rocky kind of. Uh, yeah. just that
0: song that was just like working at the toy store oh, that oh, was yeah. with my friends and I, all I, f- I forgot long. about that there's a whole Dude, 10 minutes of this movie that's just yeah. there's just
2: happiness there's yeah. like 10 minutes of happiness in this movie that just has nothing to do with the horror movie that's work. happening Everything around it that's a horror movie though if you just shut it off before like the first 20 to 30 soon. minutes it's
3: always like it's a happy film yeah after like that 20 to 30 minute mark bad shit yeah <laughs> it's over do not continue
0: <laughs> and everybody's working but at I the feel door like whoever she's was working the in real time film, working like, in real time his, his
3: paycheck because he had to come up with like Christmas songs yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out who that is right now because don't, I really do want to give him credit for don't put him in a Santa beard
0: unless you want he to get bow exist. and arrowed
3: that, well actually that's
0: something I think we should talk about before we wrap up what sets this man off to be a killer like his whole life I thought we determined it was boobs. Uh, what?
3: Uh, yeah, boobs. Yeah, well, boobs like, do it. But what was the
0: thing that Santa. turned him into? He went from being fucked up about it. From from being a murderer is that he is forced to dress. Uh, he is no, no actually, okay, not wait, forced, right, He wait, is wait, asked to dress as, wait, as Santa at the toy store. And accepts it willingly, and then it loses. It drives him nuts. Go down the list of traumas. No, what I'm saying is, all those traumas just turned him into yeah, someone yeah. where it was bubbling under the surface. Yeah, when it yeah. exploded out, it was and they put the Santa suit on him, and he just said to the little girl, "Like, I'll, I'll punish you." Oh, he's he was, was like
2: now I should probably kill everyone. That was also a hilarious, you know, had its own little biting commentary about like parenting and stuff in a consumeristic culture because it was the moms were all like, "Oh, he's so good with the kids." Oh yeah. And he was clearly being like devastatingly mean to these children. Oh yeah. Well, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. I wanted to get those out. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this like much more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm gonna watch I this. I cannot lot more times. recommend this movie enough, just as something that is fun to sit down with a group of people and watch, which is why. What's the date for uh, the Phil and Mocha show? It's the 17th. The 17th. Oh, it's the night before no, our right. show.
3: I hold on. Let me actually check on that. I forgot. Off the top of my head, right now. So that's fine. It's uh, it's always the third Wednesday of every month. So then yeah, yes, it's 17th. It's the seventeenth. Uh, yeah.
0: uh, uh, I can't go. I have a
2: Philadelphia gig. Oh, uh, That's fine. I, I will probably be there. I, nice. Th- nice. I, I want to see to go go this with a crowd.
3: I've seen it like twenty times. So every time I can show it to someone, I try to. Yeah. Because Christmas time. I don't want to show someone Miracle on 34th Street. No. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the Christmas films. I'm a fan of the films, the anti-Christmas films. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this, more than most, is an anti-Christmas film. Mm -hmm. So, if you get a chance to come out, definitely come out and try and see this.
2: I I feel like it it was going to be the... (laughs) It will only grow in how much fun you could have with this. The more people actually are there to watch it, oh, uh, it's, it's a reaction So movie. fun and big. Like the bigger the reaction, the more fun it's going to be. Even yeah. the
0: four of us were pretty audible to yes. it. You know, yeah. cringing and all that. That actually, that actually makes me think about like. A, this movie, uh, uh, you know what? I think I lost it. Keep going. No, <laughs> well, what? I don't want to say because the, no, I'll think about it. Just on yeah, you top of going. this film,
3: like I said, there is a second film, and yeah, the second film is even more insane. It's uh, late eighties. It was only ever released on VHS, so the copy I have was ripped straight from VHS, and it. I don't want to give anything away because, like, the title itself is almost a contradiction, uh, because it's plural, but like the killer in The film is singular, mm-hmm. so it's so many terrible things combined into one film, and it's complete insanity. I don't know if it was intentional or not. So, you're gonna get like two ridiculous, insane films for the price of one. So, you don't definitely. miss
0: it. I love that. I know what I was gonna say. I mentioned this earlier. I like to watch Christmas movies that are classic Christmas movies, but outside of Christmas, yeah. I'll watch, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do that, but like Christmas during July, Christmas. I think the best Christmas movies to watch are, are things like slashers because of the phrase you just said, anti-Christmas. I'm not against Christmas, but I, I totally love the anti-Christmas vibe. I and to nothing is more in your face than, than, than some slasher action. So yeah, it'll be I cool. It's a cool event. And go out
2: and support Phil because they, they are friends to the show through and through. Yeah. Uh, and just like fun movie programming, actually. And more and more of it, it seems, actually, which is cool
3: off and on i mean it depends unfortunately philadelphia isn't a big movie city surprisingly yeah, i know we're working on it yeah we are all working on it philamoca more than others Um, (laughs) there aren't many big theaters in this city um i know the landmark chain is there but unfortunately people don't come out to see movies so Mm. more of you should come out to see movies yeah it's
0: always better on the big screen yes always always that's how it was intended so this you Got to see
2: the rack on rack joke on a big screen.
3: That yeah, is so like the,
0: this really It would be yeah. really cool to see on a yeah. big screen. Like, there's a lot of you know, uh, it has a sense uh, of humor yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some cinema going on in there. You know, yeah. it's He's it's not just so, a camera pointed yeah, at some it's shit. It's all over the place. It's goofy. It's uh, cool. It's, yeah, it's, cool. it's
3: great. The director clearly knew what he was doing, but he was stuck with like material he shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's uh, I want to see
2: what this director's done. Yeah.
0: Did he do like anything else?
3: I am the worst movie fan because, like, I-, I love movies, but I don't know the people behind the movies.
2: Yeah, yeah, we, uh... The, uh don't need to anymore. No, I know, yeah. D- I think Dan and I are just, like, old-school super movie nerds that uh, get into the minutia of, like, you know, yeah, just who made a- it and IMDb what heads. other stuff have they made and, yeah,
4: yeah. Wiki nerds.
0: Yep. His name is... Ooh, he only directed four movies. The Annihilators, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Encounter with Disaster, and this movie that I really want to see. Snowballing. Wow. The cover of it Snowball. is some sexy legs on some skis. The, s- <laughs> the plot description Ew. is, Teens at a ski resort need to even the score with its owner and his sheriff friend. Some evil skis grow legs.
3: Was this an 80s film?
0: It's uh, There's the cover. Let me
3: see. This was not an 80s, 80s uh, film. It's it 1984. Like it. oh, 1984. It was? 1984. Same uh, year as this movie? They're going to have the ski trip. Did he uh, make them the- at the same
0: time? That's what actually appropriate. What I love is the picture at the top. Wait, yeah. so it says at the top of this DVD that they screenshotted for the IMDb profile, because that's how low profile it is. It's a digitally digitally remastered full screen <laughs> DVD. They <laughs> couldn't even get a, a screenshot, a, a photograph of the widescreen DVD. So it's called it's called Snowballing.
4: Snowballing. So like having seen Clerks, like I'm just...
3: I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> I that's, wish. That yeah, would be yeah, an interesting yeah. film. Now here's a really interesting
0: about. thing that I don't know. This is the there's only two pictures when you click on snowballing. The other one when I swipe is a movie called Naked in a Fishbowl, season three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life improvised. Now this seems newer to me and I I feel like there's a story here and you know what guys? I don't want to know it. Let Let's see. move on.
3: I kind of want to know how they got three seasons out of that. but <laughs> <laughs> well, It's improv. They make Naked it up as in they in go. fishbowl. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, do you want to see if there are any opinions about this movie on? Uh, well, on Rotten I Tomatoes? looked it up
0: on Rotten Tomatoes earlier. I I did say the rating to to you guys, yes, but I don't did. know if you remember. I do. So uh, I if not. if you would like to take a guess now, I remember. So I'll let uh, yeah. Everybody if you don't remember, play, I, don't um, I, w- I would like to everyone to take a guess.
3: I will say, like when the film first came out, there was like a big outcry from like the PTA and mothers groups because of the advertising because it was a killer Santa's film. So I think the criticism film criticism surrounding the film is gonna be negative. So I'm gonna say fifty six percent. Fifty six percent? Wait, this is But here's the oh, thing you right, also I'm have to consider
0: it. before you lock that in. With movies that existed long before Rotten Tomatoes, many of their scores are based on subsequent D V D releases. Oh, this so is there true. is the fond like the, you know, hindsight fondness.
3: I'm gonna go sixty four.
0: Sixty four? What would you say? Uh, thirty two. It is a 25%. Yeah,
2: Dan was Jeez. grossly <laughs> misleading you with those, those comments I was, about. I was having some fun there. <laughs> those people
3: are very stupid. Um, I would agree. Is, actually, like, <laughs> this is
2: like in my yeah, I, honestly, I think good. definitively like a better than 25% movie. Oh yeah, but but I totally get that. Yes, too, me know? too, me too. Uh,
0: let's let's get some negative reviews here. Rob Vox of Mania.com said it had its moment then vanished, like all garbage does. <sighs> Yeah. And then and then he went home to his mother's basement, yeah. where he masturbates frequently. Um, this is one of the positive reviews. It's a two-word review: "Killer Santa." <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's as positive as a, as it gets. Uh, kind of
3: sounds like um, what Spinal Tap.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Shit sandwich.
0: Shit sandwich. What's wrong with being sexy? Uh, not only is the movie vile and callous, but it's also pretty darn stupid. <laughs>
3: It is vile and callous, yeah. but those are actually things I would give it as like positive Yeah, a-
2: and to be honest, it is quite stupid, too, but I th- I have no problem with that at all. Oh, it's yeah. a Killer Santa movie. It's completely. earnestly stupid.
3: It's I would not it's expect earnest, a Killer stupid. Santa movie to be smart. <laughs> there is no way a Killer Santa movie yeah, could exactly. be smart. Yeah, exactly, and it shouldn't be. No. Uh,
0: I would say Rare Exports is pretty smart, or at least clever. It's well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, this the is L's probably my favorite negative review of this movie. Um, this is great. A brutal reminder that Christmas can have negative connotations for some. Hilarious. Yeah, I love it.
3: That is one of those film writers who is trying to apply a context where it does not belong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes oh, yeah. you get the
4: holiday blues and you just murder everybody. Just that, kill. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You kill everybody <laughs> you can.
3: I don't know if I support that statement.
4: <laughs> You're down in the dumps, so everyone can relate. I want to find that critic. And, like We should check on that critic. <laughs>
0: just see if
3: he's I okay. relate
4: to this serial killer.
0: It's getting to be Christmas. It's his season. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, before we wrap up, anyone got any recommendations? Something you watched recently to uh, uh, let the audience know. Yeah. Go see
2: a movie. I'm going to throw this out there. I, I think this is definitely going to be uh, talked about more in our top 10 episode. But uh, if you can find it, see Coherence. Oh, uh, right on. That, mm. that was uh, one of my favorite things that I've seen recently. Uh, it is a very small, low-budget science fiction movie with one of the biggest... Concepts I've seen for something so small and low budget. It's
0: one of the best episodes of Futurama I've ever yeah. seen. Were you? It's a great <laughs> Twilight Zone episode, and it still justifies its length as a movie. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah.
4: Did you? Did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, yes. So you were. Uh, what was that guy's name?
2: Oh yeah, Nicholas Brennan. Brennan, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah.
4: he popped up, were you like? Oh, I, I knew think he was he kinda in of this. Played actually, himself going into too. It. Yeah. I didn't. He when was he like, up, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I watched a season or two back in the day.
3: I'm a big it's VHS habits, yeah. fan, so I'm just going to throw out an old movie. Maybe it was related to an old night terror screening. Maybe it wasn't. I can't reveal if that was true. Alien Space Avenger. Ooh. I haven't heard of that. Those That's are my three title. favorite yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Alien
0: Space and the Avengers.
3: <laughs> Late 80s <laughs> Terminator ripoff. Oh, uh, Com- yes. Completely off its score. The guy who directed it was associated with trauma, but he went and made the movie outside of trauma.
4: What other tr- what trauma shit did you make?
3: He, I think he just did special effects previous to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made a he, career
0: of filling condoms yeah. with, yeah. with uh, syrup <laughs> yeah.
3: So he directed this film, late '80s, comic book artist, aliens from the th- aliens invade the 1930s and somehow come into the 1980s in the uh, East Village.
0: That's amazing! Cool. That Sounds awesome.
3: What's it called again? Was Alien Space Adventure? So Alien many continuity errors, you will love it.
0: If they That's called great. it Alien Space Avengers Pizza, I'd be like, "Oh, it's it's my four favorite things." <laughs> and then they're like Alien Space Avengers Pizza, the beach. I'd be like, "I'm out of here. I hate I hate beaches."
3: <laughs> you didn't like the Leo movie, the beach. I love the
0: Leo. I do movie. like the beach. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like the real beach. I hate the beach. I, I just fish, really like when sand, it turns into sun, a Sega Genesis game all of a sudden. it's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> like <laughs> uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, things. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend, and it's it's not from this year, but I saw a movie from a few years ago that like floored me. Seven Psychopaths I that movie uh, was so fucking funny it was brilliant it was Martin McDonough's like version of like an adaptation style meta Mm -hmm. thing but it's just kind of funny and mean spirited and just violent and it's the first time post Walken in in a while that I wasn't even just bored by Walken himself where it's like even you're doing a Walken impersonation yeah in this one he kind of is doing a Walken impersonation but it's funny it's spot on Sam Rockwell like in one of his best performances hands down and it's just cool. It's like a cool, slick movie. I, I loved it. Awesome. That that is a script. That is like a lesson in
2: in writing a good script. Ha- oh, floored. So I really gotta see this movie mcdonald's i mean it was best. one of those movies where i felt like the advertising i was like this looks terrible and then all oh, yeah. i ever heard from people was just like you should see that movie it looks like it myself, they so. they played uh-huh. it
0: like it was too quirky for its own good yeah yeah and, and you can tell because there's really no way to market it honestly that would seem wh- like broadly appealing have you mm-hmm. seen in but then you watch it and it's just yeah and that's the thing is after yeah. in Bruges, it's like oh, I, I trust this to be good yeah, and mm-hmm. it's not similar to in Bruges, but it's not like dis. I mean, it's it's stylistically similar because it's McDonough, sure. but it's definitely just a a different style of a story. It, I don't know. It seemed more accessible and fun, mm-hmm. whereas in Bruges, had a, it, it was kind of bleak. Yeah. This one was a little bit more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, it was it was like mischievous mm-hmm. is the word I want to put for it.
4: Well, yeah. I'm
3: glad as you guys said in Bruges. I was never sure how to pronounce that. I thought it was in Bruges. Uh,
4: Fucking Bruges! I only know it because I saw the movie. <laughs> I've never seen
3: the movie, and I've always yeah. wondered. So I was uh, like, "Is it in Bruges?" Yeah, I would recommend it. Check Bruges.
2: that out. Yeah, it's it's
0: yeah. Ein Bruges.
3: No, it's in Bruges. It's in Bruges. Yeah,
2: check that movie out. It's Fuck, good. Fucking
3: Bruges.
0: Bruges. Um, what do you got, Kev? You got anything you want to recommend?
4: I want to just uh, I'm going to recommend a little movie called "The One I Love" and yes. just going blind. Yes. Just, just, was this uh, by Michael Stipe?
3: Any... Huh? <laughs> Michael Stipe related <laughs> to this in some way? Yep. No, it's, it's the uh, video.
4: Mark
0: Duplass is in it. I forget what the director's name is. Uh, One of the Mumblecore guys. It's got the so yeah.
2: yes, it's the Mumblecore guys. But I would say this is probably the least mumblecore-y m- it's movie. It's like if that you I've had
4: seen. like a '90s, like almost like like you know, has a weird little extra twist to it. That's kind of just uh, I don't I
0: don't know, like a script, just a fun little like a it's s- it's magical. Like, it almost kind of reminds me of like. The less fantastical Woody Allen movies, but with yeah. a sci-fi twist instead yeah, of a fantastical like it. element. It, you know, it actually reminds me a lot of. Uh, did you ever see Extraterrestrial? The I did not. Nacho no, Vigalando I movie, where it's just like it. The, well, I mean, it's not so much that that the sci-fi element doesn't inform the story. This one does, but, but yeah, I'd say I, I don't want uh, I would say along. I think what you're getting
4: at, and I don't think this like ruins. I don't think this ties in anything very close or anything. But Purple Rays of Cairo, I
0: think, is what you're saying
4: yeah it exactly feels yeah
0: very purple rose of cairo it's a little it has a little less of like a romanticism it kind of has like a more a of a feel that i understand modern day romanticism exactly it's the
4: same kind of like light-hearted another you know, like post apatow um,
0: thing kind of but
4: it's yeah kind of a mumblecore magical romance yeah. it actually
0: landed on. well right on so we've uh yeah that was a silent night deadly night uh it's Christmas time. We're celebrating Christmas movies. Come out to Movie Movie Live on December eighteenth, yeah. uh, eight o'clock, five dollars as always. We've got uh, Dave Teruso Mike Rainey, both recently published authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, super excited to have them on the show. Local Philly madman and uh, a sci-fi enthusiast. Yes, actually, actually, yeah. Ryan Shayner uh, So definitely come out. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, come out support Philomoca, and uh, then also on the seventeenth, Rob has Night Terrors. So Night Terrors. Definitely, definitely come out. That. Boom. Celebrate the holiday and do it a little bit different. And it's always cheap. It's always fun. And, uh, you know, don't be a fucking pussy. Come out.
3: Two movies, $10. That's a good deal. That's fucking great. Most yeah.
0: movies cost five more dollars than that just for one. Plus,
3: maybe Santa will be there. I cannot say, but
0: oh goodness! That's I know awesome. he's in
3: the area this time of year. So. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: He was on the Weather Channel. You can see it, indeed. So yeah, come check that out. Follow us on Twitter at I like two movie. That's the number two. Uh, that's the same thing across the board on all social media, Facebook, etc. And uh, you can check me out at Dan Scully on Twitter. And uh, just go to thedanscully.tumblr.com. That'll link you to everything else. Yeah, you can find me at Philadelphia
2: uh, on Twitter, and uh, that'll you know give you links to all the other stuff that uh, you're looking for. Uh, you guys got any social media plugs? Any other plugs you want to throw down?
3: Low culture media at lowculturemedia.
2: Awesome, Philadelphia uh, as well, right? You guys yeah, both uh, write for Infrequently, I do. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Kevin, you got anything? No. Nope. All right. You're on Twitter.
4: Sweet. Nah, you don't need my personal Facebook. Great. Oh, uh, get on
0: yet. Twitter. Yeah. Throw your Twitter out there. You have Twitter, right? Yeah. All yeah. Right, you got have
4: Twitter. K. Uh, Kaylor. Kaylor Philly at. Uh, I said this last time. I, I last time I said at twitter dot com. Yeah, just at Kaylor uh, Kaylor Philly.
0: You're learning Twitter. Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, I don't give out my hashtag. It sounds like he's still learning how to say
2: uh, his Twitter name as well. He just called it a hashtag and <laughs> said the uh, name yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah, about yeah, four times handle, in the beginning of
4: it. I just follow. Wait, people. To be such I a square. I don't tweet anything. Yeah. Me,
2: yeah. uh, uh, now we have a. We're going to do our sign off. We do it the same every time. You'll figure it out as we go through it. You'll, you'll see. You'll join in. Um. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie, movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie, movie.
4: My name is Kevin Kaler, and I like to movie, movie.
3: My name is Robert Scavarla, and I like to movie, movie. And
0: And we all all know that you like to to movie, movie, because we
2: like to movie.
1: movie.